Hey everyone, it's Emma, uh, your friendly neighborhood Ishmael, and also the editor of the podcast. Um, so we, so far, have been trying really hard to get out one episode a week, uh, just because we thought that would be exciting and cool, and uh, we liked the idea of making a lot of content as fast as we could, um, and we gave that a good college try for a couple of months, but then we quickly discovered, especially over the summer when everyone was busy, that that was just uh, not sustainable. Uh, no one has enough time to record that much so we have to change our upload schedule for an episode every two weeks instead of one episode a week. Uh, because then we'll be able to have some sanity and be less stressed and we think that our episode quality will be better because we'll all be happier to be there and won't be making unreasonable expectations of ourselves. So in return, we're going to make our episodes a little bit longer, like about two hours, maybe a little bit over two hours so that we can get like a complete like story arc in an episode. So this episode today is going to be the last time we upload every week, and the next episode, episode 20, will be going up on the 8th of September. So they're still going to be going up on Sundays. It'll just be every other Sunday instead of every Sunday. And heck, like, maybe if we have more time, then I'll be able to figure out, like, sponsors, and we'll have sponsors for our podcast, and won't that make us so official and stuff? We'll be like a real adult podcast. <laughs> uh, so keep an eye open for that. Um, thank you all very much for listening. I hope you continue to listen and enjoy. Uh, we all really appreciate it, and we're so excited to do this campaign and share it with everyone. Um, and I hope you are, too. So, so long. Here's, here's the podcast now. <laughs> Take a seat in your coziest chair. Order yourself a complimentary Mai Tai, and once you are ready, let's go on a voyage. was windy. The kind of windy where you could lean into the air and not fall over as it whipped your braid with wild abandon. The kind of windy that sent the shutters banging and made you feel like you were about to be swept up in a tornado and carried off to meet and beat up witches. It was Ungly Anne's favorite weather. And it was several weeks ago. Uncle Leanne has locked herself in a room that was clearly designed by someone who only shopped at discount Halloween decoration sales. Paper skulls on the wall, posters of famous tombstones, painted animal bones, and books about archaic bone magic lines her messy room. But today, none of them were capturing her attention. Today, she was playing Ice Cat 3. Popular with speedrunners, the Ice Cat games for Game Boy were always a technical player's dream. One of the few multiplayer Game Boy titles, speedrunners would often connect up two consoles to exploit its networking glitches. 
full of an intricate series of glitches and developer mistakes, the speedrunning community found new ways to break and re-break the game monthly, and the records kept on falling, blowing everyone's minds. And they were certainly blowing Anglians. She had just found a way to double menu skip past the second boss using two Game Boys paired together, a theoretical hack that had never been done before and could, and I am not lying here, potentially shave 12 seconds off the world record, which would shatter the leaderboards. She was progressing past the vehicle level at well over her best record when the wind blew open her shutters and she saw the ship outside, bearing a letter from her father. Both Game Boys fell from her hands and Ice Cat was forgotten like water leaving a pitcher. The warden wasn't on board the ship, of course, but they never received letters out here because Jean-Baptiste was paranoid and wouldn't let anyone come to the island unless it was dire news. News about her father, the warden. Unglian had been drilled every month since they moved here on where their evacuation kit was, with food and clothes for a long voyage, how to drive the ship if she needed to. So if there was a mail ship here, well... Mail moves slow, so it might already be too late. Anglian ran down six flights of stairs in their massive rural manor, but she was too late. Jean-Baptiste had already signed for the mail and lied to her, saying it was nothing. It wasn't nothing. Anglian threw a fit, said some truly hurtful things, but it did nothing. Jean-Baptiste grounded her to her room. Once she was locked away and couldn't hear, Jean-Baptiste broke down sobbing. She waited until night, pocketed her two Game Boys, and then climbed out the window and shimmied down to the first floor, where she picked up the letter and read it, her face lighting up with utter glee as she did, stuffing it in her coat pocket next to a couple mice skulls and her two Game Boys. Her evacuation training finally came in handy when she grabbed all the supplies she needed and went off to take off on John Baptiste's boat. But just before she left, she ran back inside and flipped the letter over, writing a quick note in Sharpie. I'll be back just as soon as he's happy with the work I've done for him. It won't be long. Love you, Dad. She paused for a moment, then reached into her pocket and pulled out one of the two Game Boys, disconnecting them. She fished around her skull-clasped handbag and found a meditative farming game with a significant dating component that she knew Jean-Baptiste would love, and left it on top of the letter and wrote, P.S. Try this game. I think you'll really like it. Less than three. And several weeks ago, at night, she hopped in the boat and sped off west. I am Ben Schiffler, and I am your dungeon master. That was so good. That was the Holy best show yet. That was so good. Have you been watching some games done quick, Ben? Dude, no, I've I been watching them fucking nonstop. I cannot believe this coincidence. Every single night I fall asleep to a speed run, dude. You have no idea. Amazing. I've seen some crazy oh. shit in the last month. <laughs> Both in and out of game. Uh, yeah, so uh, Majin Phil on Twitch. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, this is mostly inspired by my current uh, Super Mario Maker Two video uh, consumption. <laughs> I, mm. But at the at the moment, so you guys are uh, just where we left off. You guys are aboard the. How am I feeling? Uh, and the battle has just quieted. Uh, you guys are speeding off away from the the Gramps' holding rock where the gnomes were tormenting him, having defeated them. Uh, and uh, Gramps is on deck uh, with Avalon calmed. His rage subsided. So I'd love for your intros for you to just say, where are you at? Where? What are you doing at this moment? Where did we just leave you? I am sound asleep. My name is Nick, and I play Flax and Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sound asleep, previously near death. 
That's um, right. Maybe we should do me and Avalyn next. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Do you want to go first, Connor? Yeah. I feel like you're um, taking priority in this scene. Yeah. So uh, I'm standing on the deck uh, next to Ishmael trying to get a little uh, recap of what just happened that I don't remember. But um, yeah, I'm I feel explaining... like we're like standing off to the side, like by the railing or something. Mm-hmm. So we have a um, moment. I'm explaining, though, that I remember a couple of things from this rage, which is new and exciting. Um, so now that I'm, well, I'm glad that Flaxen is alive and that I didn't kill him. Uh, I'm, I'm explaining that I remember hearing Flaxen's voice for a split second saying, stop. Um, and there's a flash where I can remember at that moment standing over him. And then I can also remember right before I exited my rage, I can, I could hear Ishmael's voice telling me to calm down. I am Avalon Veristinia, voiced by Connor. Uh, I think listening to this, I'm just kind of astonished and speechless. So I'm like, uh, touching your shoulders and like intently watching as you explain all of this. Uh, and after you finish, I just say, Wow. Um, I'm Ishmael Overcast. I'm an elf sorcerer and I'm played by Emma. Wow. Nope, I don't say it like that. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead. He's yeah. dead, rip. I'm going to go right, last. Because it might take a bit longer, so you go ahead, Jake. All right. Uh, I'm standing at the stern of the ship and I watch the gnomes disappear in our wake. And uh, I raise both hands in the air and Give him a finger, and I think you know which one. It's a thumbs down. (laughs) 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 And uh, then I turn and make a little noise with my tongue and teeth. And Becky crawls down from my hat, sticks a cigarette in my mouth, and lights it. With a puff of smoke, I uh, inspect Bone Daddy up and down, disapprovingly. I'm Virgil Badwater, and I'm played by Jake. Do you keep cigarettes in your hat? Where do you keep them? I in keep my boot, fire like ant in my hat, and I don't know where she keeps them. <laughs> <laughs> in her hat, obviously. Oh. <laughs> you don't realize these are very trick. small cigarettes. <laughs> Roughly the size of a Tic Tac. Uh, so I come out from the uh, the crew's quarters um, after settling uh, Flaxen down, and I look kind of darkly towards where uh, Avalon and Ishmael are standing, and I watch them for a moment before joining um, joining the captain up on the stern of the deck, and I walk up next to him. Hey, Captain, there's something I want to talk to you about. Oh, yeah? It's, well? It's Avalon. It's It's gotten to a point where I don't know if he's going to take out the rest of us. He's already put, you know, me in, uh, me down for the count, and now Flaxen. And I've only just taught um, Ishmael how to, you know, do boat things. Right. It's, 
I don't know, like he's our friend and he's trying and he's gone through a lot of stuff, but this is not sustainable. I don't know what to do. I was hoping I wouldn't have to deal with this, but uh, deep down, I know you're right. How can we, how can we save this godforsaken triangle if we can't even protect ourselves from this damn good-looking muscular elf? <laughs> hey, hashtag mood. But what do we do? Do we, do we get rid of him? I don't know. This is a hard decision. It is. My name is Rowan Ridley, and I'm a human bard played by Shane. Gramps is standing in the middle of the deck. And uh, after looking him over, Virgil, you see him toothily smile up and wave over towards you. Howdy. Virgil Badwater. I am... Pleased to see you again. Glad you're all in one piece. Just barely. Them crabs did a number on me. Yeah, they were doing a number on me before you arrived, so I have to say thank you most, uh, a, a whole lot anyway. Thanks very much. I, I was, Unglian kind of left me there to deal with the gnomes. They weren't too pleased uh, with how we treated them on the the Veristinia estate and uh, and all being beat up and such. So I have to say I'm 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 indebted to you, Virgil Badwater, and the crew of the feeling, as it were. Well, maybe you can start to repay that debt with some information. Uh, he grins at this and says, "I." Was hoping you would ask me that question. Of course. Now I'll say there's still the the caveat and addendums that that is I am still a bound bone elemental, so I can't answer anything that uh, Ungliana has forbidden me to not answer. And unfortunately, that uh, well that 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 includes things about her father, my son-in-law, the warden. Unless you know something already, and perhaps I could. You know, remain silent when uh, when you say it out loud, and you could use that as a firm of assent. Now, there's a loophole I like. Well, my first question, unrelated to all that, is: um, Do you whiten your teeth? How do you keep them so pearly? <laughs> What's your secret? He he, he uh, does uh, the affectation of blushing despite having no skin and raises up in hand and says oh uh, thanks for noticing i say that personal body care uh, is incredibly important and i do brush my whole whole skeleton with a toothbrush every morning and i encourage all of my crew to as well we go through a lot of toothpaste <laughs> i'll have to give that a try someday <laughs> it keeps yeah i'd say brush, brush every bone in your body now for you of course the only exposed bones are teeth and Maybe something else if things have gone incredibly wrong. But if you got any other exposed bones, I say just kind of scrub them on. Or maybe even inside your body. Just kind of reach in there and go scrub, scrub, scrub. Clean inside and out. That's what I say. Weird. <laughs> All right. Well, what's, what's, uh, I don't know. Rowan, help me out here. So, Gramps, um, Marcus Mint, we keep hearing about this guy. And how he was this amazing weather mage who ate it in the death fog. 
is there anything you can tell about him? I don't think you're restricted to talk about Marcus Mint, aren't you? Uh, Marcus Mint was a friend of my son-in-law, and they uh, they traveled around together intermittently. My son and, and clever Mr. Gauze uh, were spending time at the prison together. Clever Mr. Gauze and Marcus Mint would go out on trips. Who, who knows where? They spent a lot of time together, and uh, we're always up to something. Uh, while I was there, I was mostly spending time taking care of little Ungly Anne and uh, assisting with my son, John baptiste So, while clever Mr. Gauze was working in the cross-triangular sea watch, did he come across anything or discover anything that would cause him to have a falling out with uh, the previous head of the sea watch? Uh, at this, he stays silent, knowingly. So when I was talking to the spider, and I asked about how the person who ran the cross-triangular sea watch that had a falling out with Clever Mr. Gauze, like what happened to him, I was told that he died. And when I asked how he died, it was in a storm. And given all the weather-related things that happened in this world, I was immediately suspicious. Did Clever Mr. Gauze have anything to do with the untimely death of the guy who ran the Sea Watch Patrol, the guy who died in the storm? I can't say for certain, but I, I, I can confirm that Clever Mr. Gauze's enemies had a way of uh, leaving him alone after a while. He was a very charismatic man, and things tended to go his way. People just trusted him, and Jean Baptiste more than anyone. Jean Baptiste was a very trusting person then. Well, we're not allowed to ask about the warden, but can I ask about John Baptiste? Where is he located? Oh, he's safe. Uh, every measure and precaution has been taken. He is on a remote manor, which is where Unglian was staying until and, until until she got that letter. But uh, but John Baptiste is still safe. Still, still on that manor on that remote island, untrackable. If the warden knew where Jean Baptiste was, then woe befall us all. Woe befall us all. Oh, I man. don't know. Woe befall him. It's bad news. <laughs> I think the, the warden wants to find Jean Baptiste. Jean Baptiste does not deserve that life anymore. Never deserved that life. Never deserved that man. Does I assume Jean Baptiste knows about Anglian? Uh, no longer being with him, being at the prison at the end of the world. Um, does he know about Anglian's whereabouts? Is he trying to get back to her? Uh, no and no. John Baptiste is cut off from the world, keeps all male communication severed so that people don't find him. The only only nail that gets to Jean Baptiste is about, uh, uh, well, if the warden's coming. Do you know where mm. John Baptiste is? I plead the fifth. Okay, weird question. Does John Baptiste watch anime by chance? <laughs> no, that's uh, a weird question. That's a weird that question, relevant? for sure. <laughs> I, I, I think so. I mean, who doesn't? But <laughs> I can't Does say Does he own that. an anime box? I have no idea. 
All right. That's all that's all the questions for me. Are you gonna communicate with him through the TV waves? What what's your don't, plan here? Don't worry about it. I have a plan. Um at, at this point I think Ishmael and I are done with our conversation and we're Yeah. We've 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 wandered over. Um I I look at Gramps and uh and say, Look, we need to know what Ugly Anne is gonna. What what is she planning to do with us? What is she, what is her next move? What is she planning on doing with anyone? Like with anything at all? <laughs> yeah, but specifically us, because well, she keeps trying to kill us. He clearly is excited for you to ask him this question, and he says, well, to that, I have an excellent answer. Now, this took me a particular amount of time to find and some danger to myself to locate, but I have learned that Mondo Stones is preparing to sacrifice an elemental, your elemental, and he points a finger up to you, Rowan, at the Western Watchtower, which he has seized to create a giant impact. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, the giant impact. Yeah. old news. I, but what's Uncle Ian planning? I'm imagining all four of us just completely, just no expression on our face, yeah. just <laughs> staring at him, just like, yeah, yeah, this is old news. Yeah, was, what's uh, what's new? That's big news. Well, uh, I suppose in that case, you can kind of infer that Uncle Ian doesn't want to be trapped behind that wall, so um. she is planning to take the Western Watchtower. Do, do you know, is she intent on capturing Mondo Stones as much as she is us? Like, do, or is she only focused on us? Oh, both. You should have huh. seen Fear Gubbler Island. Uh, she was tracking Mondo Stones across the whole thing. Narrowly got him, too. Cinnamon beat the centaur kid was inches away from losing his skeleton. Oh, but, I liked uh, that guy. Yeah, I liked his name. That's why I remembered it when I was trying <laughs> to come up with someone in the uh, crew. Him and Scandalous cool Sinewave were my favorite. Yeah, Ghost Arsonist was good, but Ghost, Ghost Arsonist Ar- is dead. Rip! Uh, Ghost Arsonist dead. He was the best. Yeah. So, uh, he, uh, uh, Gramps continues. So, she is running to, uh, to the Western Watchtower. I'm going to seize it back from Mondo Stones, though I'll say... If she's trying to do it alone, I don't know if she has enough firepower. And at this, he looks over to you, Avalyn. Yeah, I got that. Uh, are you, wait, 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 wait. What are don't, you proposing? Y'all trying to say we gotta we gotta go team up with this little girl? Oh, I don't think Ugly Hen would ever want to team up with you. But that said, if y'all are fighting each other, I don't see any way that either of you are getting past the Western Watchtower. That is, unless you have some sort of disguise, he says, uh, and looks over towards the busted-up cauldron uh, that's a couple feet away from him that Flaxen used to try to bash in the front of the crab. <sighs> this potion again? Oh, so and if you know a way to buff out a couple of dents? So it's Bonagus all over again? Oh, man. I want <laughs> hope a cool you guys have got name. a lot of toothpaste. Oh, I've got one problem with that idea. Oh, that potion requires sylph hair and mermaid scales. We don't have either of those. Well, maybe there are other ways we can be in disguise. Maybe, I don't know, people working at the tower or... Or maybe we find those on the way. 
you know, isn't, uh, there's a place I know where sylph hairs and mermaid scales might be bought. Oh, down by the bay, <laughs> <laughs> where the watermelons grow. Uh, uh, no, you're <laughs> unconscious and downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Having a mad dream. <laughs> Uh, and Gramps, uh, now, uh, walks over toward, up onto the deck, uh, next to you, Virgil and, uh, Rowan, uh, and begins looking around to see if there's like a map there or something. Uh, and he says, of course, we'll need a proper elementalist, uh, to get us onto the island. We've got sort of an improper one. Why do we need that? Oh, uh, uh where do you guys keep your atlas? I fetch it for him. I hand it over. Okay. Uh, he starts looking through, and he flips to a big page uh, that shows Fear Gubbler Island to the south, the Varistinia Estate to uh, your northwest, uh, and then a pretty small little island, uh, part of a chain, just off to your east. It's called Failsafe Banks Western Branch and Arcade Fun Center. What? <laughs> that is the entire island's name? Yeah, Wait. it's called Failsafe Banks Western Branch and Arcade Fun Center. Sounds like Gosh. a casino. Is this where uh, Mr. Whisker Boy embezzled a bunch of money and then got arrested? Oh, this would be the Western Branch. So the main Failsafe uh, Bank, of course, is further east. But uh, So they sell you... alchemical artifacts here? Oh, yeah, there's a big meat swap happens out front. You could find all kinds of things. So also, then what do we need an elementalist for? They are particular uh they uh, want an elementalist to be able to withdraw or land on the island so well, okay well we, yeah we can do that we got one of those sort, sort of, of. <laughs> to prove the elementalist has done their work the elementalist will need to have a bound elemental servant uh-oh okay oh we uh, we can do that he's can got he's see? got shackles yeah. You can fake it. Oh. Hey, hey, Gramps, do you he want to be rebound? Oh, can God, we, no. Can that happen? Uh, <laughs> ain't happening. Uh, but I, I was a passing elementalist in my youth, and I, I have a few bindings. Maybe I could teach him a few things. Yeah, yeah, be my guest. I mean, that sounds like the best plan we got, huh? What do you guys think? I think we should go wake this guy up, see what he has to say about it. Yeah, the night guest might not be too happy about it. Maybe... You guys should go talk to him. Avalon, I, I'm not sure you should go in and see him just yet. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, Avalon, we gotta talk about that later. An hour and a half later. Flaxen, you find yourself on a little wharf on an abandoned dock on a, a, this tiny little rock. Uh, where Gramps is standing over your shoulder uh, and tapping his bones uh, in a way that is not helpful to trying to calm yourself before biting your first elemental. Yeah, I, I think this is uh, of high importance because I also am very interested in learning about elementalism in order to successfully stop the phoenix from making <laughs> Avalon smash the shit out of me. Dude, that rebinding really nice. the phoenix to you? <laughs> Oh, crazy. Hey. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, you are standing on the uh, this little wharf. 
Uh, the rest of you, where are you standing when this is happening? The the ship is docked on this wharf, and there's basically like a big uh, slate rock that's just behind this wharf um, that probably boasted a little town a long time ago, but doesn't anymore. So how far from uh, Flaxen and Gramps is the boat itself? Uh, I'd say it's docked on like just around the island, just on the other side. So like, let's say 50 feet. Can you can you see them from the boat? Uh, yes, you can see them from the boat. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm standing on the deck of the boat watching. I'm on the deck with Ishmael. Same here, on the deck watching. I'm going to watch from a closer vantage point, see if I can give some tips. Rhythm walks along with you as well. Uh, it seems like she's pretty nervous about whatever's going to happen here. Uh, elementals and boat uh, have been a little bit of a trepidatious friendship so far, so she's uh, she's walking with you. And and she turns over towards you and says, uh, what's, uh, what's your history with elementals, Virgil? You ever try to bind... How did you bind Becky? How'd you, how'd you get Becky? Did someone else bind it for you? Yeah, you, it was kind of... You at a traveling fair? It was kind of an accident, really, you know. I, uh, I was on my island back in the archipelago de Flamingo, and well, I was at the drugstore and got me a bag of Cracker Jacks, and I ripped open the bag, and there she was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she was the prize inside, and then, you know, the clerk happened to be an elementalist, and one thing led to another, and... <laughs> it was a... It was a strange day. <laughs> Virgil, I wish I had your life, says uh, Rhythm. I wish. Just for a day. It's, yeah, just for a day. That's all I'd recommend. It's not all... It's not all sea lilies. Not all fire ants and sailboats. Cracker jacks. Uh, the two of you make it over towards the wharf. Uh, and they've already been preparing for a little while. So, Flaxen, tell me what you know about being an elementalist. Uh, well, I read some books, there's shackles, there's different elements. Nailed it. <laughs> I might have skimmed some books. It's hard, man. I'm not used to reading in common. I don't read, or I don't like to, so throw out your books. What I say is get in there and practice. You just gotta... Give it your all, and if you fail binding it, well, you don't have a don't have much to worry about because, of course, you'll be eaten. So I'm thinking the first one that you should bind um, is something that what? you um, you already know the name of. So do you what? know the name of ele eaten? any elementals? The name, yeah, the true name. You got to know the true name of an elemental to bind it, also to banish it, also to do most kind of things with it. I mean, I guess there's always a Thorzen. A Thorzen. That's a. He does a little quick mental scan. Uh, bone creature? Some kind of ghast of some sort? It's a night ghast. A night ghast? Now that's not nothing. That's a, that's a solid first elemental to bind. That's no fire ants that you get at a drugstore and a barrel of Cracker Jacks. That's, Don't uh, listen to that's, him, that's Becky. <laughs> Becky sobs. Yeah, I guess so, but I mean, he's a kind of a jerk. Well, aren't we all? 
Uh, but that's a good thing to know. You got to know. Uh, you got to know about the elemental before you bind it. That's the the stronger the binding, uh, the more important. But of course, the better the connection. Stronger the binding, because what they don't tell you is that you're not just binding the elemental to you. You're binding yourself to the elemental as well. The manacles only appear on the elemental, but you get your own set of manacles as well. Metaphorical, that is. So, look over there. He, he points over towards uh, Virgil. Give, give me a good once-over. What can you see? And make me an elementalism check. Alright. Well, I see a cowboy-looking type, and I rolled a 19 on my elemental check. Very nice. You can see in the air almost as if like it's a like a Halo 1 invisibility. It's like a very like faint shimmer. Uh, but you can see it as well. Just just from the distance, you've seen before the, the shackles that are on uh, Becky's little ant legs. But you can also see a faint shimmer of a line uh, connecting it uh, to a little ring around uh, one of Virgil's fingers. Wow, I, uh, I kind of thought it was just metaphorical, but I think I see it. Yeah, it's a connection. You're you're forcing a bond, uh, and if you're forcing that bond, that can come back and bite you. The number of elementalists I've seen who uh, bind through fear or terror, you uh, bad stuff happens to them. So it's better to bind out of something stronger, some some kind of true connection. Understand what this Athorzen is. I have to make a true connection with Athorzen. Yeah, yeah. Understand its story. What's its life? See that. So, okay. first thing you got to do, uh, he hands you a piece of chalk uh, and a couple of candles, some incense, uh, and pats you on the back. Uh, he says, draw a hexagram on the ground. <laughs> a hexa what? A hexagram? <laughs> a hexagram, yeah. The, the triangle with all the two points connected. The okay, I do my best to draw it from memory. What kind of roll should I make? Oh man, if I was in person, I'd just make you draw it. Uh, the uh, <laughs> do you have paint on your computer? Like a... <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god! Please use paint. That's brilliant. Uh, it's definitely not going to look right. Great. Yeah, while you're doing idea, this, right? uh, while you're doing this, uh, Gramps turns back over towards you, Virgil, and says, "It'll help if you can provide some kind of calming influence while this is happening. Do you guys got any music? Uh, some smooth tunes? Some kind of, uh, I don't know, calming vibe?" Um. Yeah, I can. I can soothe you down. Uh, should I make a performance check for y'all? <laughs> That sounds exceptional, says Gramps. Rhythm uh, buries her hand in her eyes. Or the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> Alrighty. Her hands. <laughs> well, I've got, I remember from some event in the near past, I got a big old bonus to perception. I don't remember why. Or performance. performance? Yeah, because you the... have a friendship bracelet from uh, Detective Doozy. That's right. I got a bracelet. I got a ring. I got all kinds of neat stuff. I got a necklace with a tooth on it. Um, all right, Rhythm. <laughs> if you know the words, Will, you can join in. I rolled a 16. And what is it that you sing? <laughs> well, it's an old classic I'd sing to myself as I was rowing through the the trees and the the waves. What are those trees that grow in the, in the water? Mangroves. Those, those mangroves. Yeah. Well, I... There never was a road on the ocean. 
There ain't no streets on the sea. What is this song? All you gotta do is put one oar in the brew. And then you're <laughs> rowing along with me. Me. Yeah. <laughs> she joins in at the end. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness. Uh, very nice. All right. Uh, Flaxen, your time is up. Show us your beautiful paint drawing. All right. Hang on a sec. We're definitely putting this on it. Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, It's not good. I had to write words with my mouse. Oh, yes. Very good. good. It's really not that exciting. It's definitely wrong. But this is Flaxen's recounting. Hey, of, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is it's pretty a little good. lopsided. Yeah, you got, a, you <laughs> well, got an extra you know. triangle there also. Uh, yeah, I'm so sure check I out, do. Check out the Instagram for this beautiful work of art. <laughs> oh, I love and then, it. You can also see a couple weeks ago we posted the <laughs> real one, um, which I'm going to look yeah. at just so I can compare. Mm-hmm. We can put close, the right I place? would say. I mean, it's... No. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you so have waters. earth at the top when it's definitely fire, but you, mm-hmm. so yeah, you, oh god, earth and sand, you're totally missing an entire <laughs> yeah. element. Uh oh, uh, air. <laughs> you, you're missing the air. Uh, boy, howdy. You have earth, fire, and sand as the three primaries, which is just wrong. Earth and sand are both a secondary element. Even I knew uh, that. You have an extra Look, triangle linking up star, water, and bone, which is totally. Totally wrong. Uh, good oh, gravy. Beautiful. I thought uh, I didn't know the order mattered. Oh shit! I cast <laughs> shield upon myself. <laughs> oh, good instinct because everyone has to make me a uh, dexterity save right now. Oh shit! Okay. Everyone uh, on the boat, you have advantage. Okay. Hey, I still rolled low. I got a seven. I think I was expecting something to happen because I got a twenty-six. <laughs> Got a twenty-three. <laughs> Avalon only got a twelve. Even with advantage. Yeah, I definitely could have fixed it up a bit more if I had you know another twenty seconds. No, but... it's perfect. <laughs> the wharf explodes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, at this, uh, Gramps, who see who ha- already had an inclination of this, dives into the water and buries himself in the mud. Um, <laughs> Rhythm flattens herself against the ground as just shards of wharfy shrapnel fly throughout the uh, uh, across the island. Uh, several of them smashing into the side of the ship. Uh, what was your role, Virgil? 15. A 15. Yeah, you're able to block it with your magical shield conjured out of the thin air at the last moment. Uh, the two of you on the boat, uh, other than uh, Rowan, you still rolled pretty high, right? Yeah, 23. Yeah. So the two of uh, you on the boat uh, catch uh, a pair of like just what like dock pylons. Um, one of them just goes soaring through the air like a wayward boomerang, uh, and it slams into the side of the ship, uh, smacking both of you across the shoulders um, for a total of six damage to you, uh, Ishmael. Ha! Are you dead? <laughs> no, I'm not and dead. And thirteen but I'm on damage the deck. to you, Avalyn. Thirteen damage. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's like quite a bit of damage the wind is knocked out of um, me i fall over and start coughing <laughs> uh i um plant my feet and start doing breathing exercises because <laughs> man that's almost enough to kick me into rage <laughs> <laughs> i shout from the, the other side of the deck maybe you guys should go inside i don't want another accident <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. 
shirt. Yeah, good idea. Very smart. Speaking very slowly. Mm-hmm. I, I grab Avalon's arm and take him under decks. Okay, you guys head below decks. Uh, and meanwhile, up above on the island, Gramps uh, pops his head out of the mud and waves at you. Flaxen says, good first attempt. Uh, I'll say, uh, as I said, practice is the best teacher. So now you'll know not to do that again. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, maybe maybe the books should have hit the books a bit more. Mm-hmm. I can't, can one of you go grab that for me? And Rhythm immediately nods uh, and runs back to the boat uh, to fetch uh, a couple of your elemental training materials from the Veristinia estate. Uh, and you get them eventually and are able to draw it no longer on the wharf, but now on the main island. Uh, at the very top of this big slate shelf island. Uh, Meanwhile, below decks, uh, the ship pops its head in uh, after you guys have uh, taken a little time to rest and recuperate. I don't know, the bunks or in your hammock or wherever um, Mm -hmm. on chairs in the galley. Where are you guys at? The mess? Isn't there a table set at? Yeah, just sitting in the mess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in the mess, uh, the ship pops its head over towards the wall uh, and uh, it it seems a little curious and a little bored as it's waiting for them to set back up. Uh, and it says, Hello, friend. I-, I had a question, if you don't mind. Oh, jeez. Uh, can you, like, do that in a less surprising way? Oh, thur. It uh, vanishes from the wall, and now it just slowly comes out of the wall <laughs> in kind of a, a gross Stranger Thingsy way, where it just kind of presses a face through the wooden wall. And a much—it's not surprising. It's just the worst. Oh, on second thought, actually, the, the first, first way was the better. First one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what what can we do you for? Well, I was just curious. Do you two have elementals back home? <laughs> not me. Then I look over at Avalon. Uh, I had a fire cat when I was growing up. Oh, cute! Yeah, the yeah we had we had all sorts of fire elementals running all over the place. What was its name? For some reason, Chuckles. Um, my <laughs> my brother <laughs> my, my brother named it. Oh God, that's a bad name. I'm sorry to speak your brother's name in vain, but that's not a good name for a cat. <laughs> oh, he thought it was funny as all hell to give me a cat named Chuckles and then have me have to try and train a cat named Chuckles. Oh, God. Also, he didn't tell me that you really can't train a cat. Yeah, um, that's to very do, true. To do, to do anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he thought it was funny as hell. But I love that cat. It didn't really like me, though. I'm allergic. Not to elementals. To elementals? <laughs> Why do you ask? Oh, well, I just we're going to a land of elementals, and uh, it seems pretty cool, the idea of having an elemental friend just hangs out with you wherever or whatever. I Don't mean, you have the night gas? You got the night gas, right? Oh, but it's not bound. It, like, eats food out of the garbage and the rats out of the <laughs> walls, but that's not, like, an eternal lasting connection. <laughs> that well, just gets rid of the rats. <laughs> give it an hour. It might be bound. Oh, the night gas is what's being bound. Oh, curious. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, if everything goes well. Let's go give that a look. Uh, and it fades back into the wall in an eerie, slow schlormf. Oh, thank God it's gone. That will never stop terrifying me. Yeah, I hope it doesn't keep doing that. Is just always watching, always listening, always judging, <laughs> judging, watching. Oh, wow, that's, that's really creepy when you put it like that. I hadn't thought is, about that. Isn't it? I- 
I thought it only pays attention to where its head is. But how does it know where to put its head? Because it knows you're there because it's watching you. And then it puts its head there. Oh, God. There's no privacy on this boat. Maybe it's like constantly wandering through all the other boat areas before it finds you. (laughs) Yeah, we cut out all the scenes where it just (laughs) pops into the galley and yells, hello? Not in there. And vanishes. (laughs) (laughs) On top of the island, uh, you have your new uh, rune drawn on the ground. Uh, and make me an elementalism check with advantage to see how you, you do this. Uh, also have All plus right. uh, two because of the calming song that you heard from Virgil. Well, then that's a 21. Very nice. Yeah, your new uh, by the book elemental hexagram is very pretty. Now, says Gramps, uh, who has been busy brushing all of the mud off of its bones. Now, uh, the next step, get your elemental into the hexagram. So, I didn't... It's back on the boat. You'll have to get it out here, yeah. It Can that gas even go outside? Uh, they can, they certainly don't want to, but that said, uh, you're an elementalist. Elementalists have a kind of charisma with elementals that can get them to do things they don't want to do, as long as you're charismatic about it. All right, let's give this a shot. Hold up, hold up. I run over yeah. all the rubble and I, I I turn to face you and I put my hands on your shoulders and I look you straight in the eye and I say, just remember, you're, you're, you're goddamn flax and roan and you can make a bomb out of anything. You can do this. <laughs> yeah. now, now go get them. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever seen Flaxen actually Kat. make a bomb? No. I mean, I did just explode a wharf. <laughs> you did yes, explode a wharf. That's yeah. True. <laughs> made a bomb out of a hexagram. You can so make a bomb I out guess of that works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, paid off. Uh, and then I get a long ways away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I start trudging back towards the boat. Um, and I head to the. Is it in the captain's quarters or is it in the regular quarters? It's in the regular quarters downstairs. Regular quarters. Um, yeah, I head down to the quarters. Okay, you walk past Rowan. Rowan, do you say anything as he walks past or you just give him his birth? Um, I'm like, oh, are you done already? That didn't seem very successful. I have to go get a Thorson. Can, can my guests even come out of the ship? We're about to find out. Do you want any help with that? I'm not really sure how you could help, but I appreciate the offer. I can cast Bardic Inspiration for you so you'll get a little bit more motivation, or I don't know. That might be useful. <laughs> Do you have a really good haiku you wrote this morning? I need to think of a haiku. Amazing. Do other things. This is going to take me a while. <laughs> <laughs> don't wait on my account. Um, I'll just I'll just cut it back in at this moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow! Th- thanks, Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> That really does make me feel better about this. <laughs> oh, good. All right. So I, uh, I wander into the quarters and stare down a Thorzen. Okay. A Thorzen has uh, retreated to its ghastly corner, uh, so it's cloaked in shadow. All you can see here is its uh, pair of eyes uh, it's skulking out, and you can hear the crunch, 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 crunch as it eats up a rat. A Thorzen? Yes. Come over here. Oh, oh, okay. It 
clunk, 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 stumbles over towards you and it crawls out of its uh, little corner. I guess it doesn't crawl, it's a deer. Uh, it canters. It stalks. Stalks. Stalks is, is good. It like, is it like a creepy deer? It's a creepy deer, yeah. In that it's, it just looks very underfed, even though it's clearly been eating a lot. Mm. Um, and it's got like purpley skin. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has a glow to it that looks a little like purple fire. Listen to Thorazin. I uh, I don't. Crew needs your help. Okay. So More you rats? need to. Not right now. You need to come with me to the island. Okay. Is the island next to the galley? In a sort of cosmic sense, yeah. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, it's currently next to the galley. Okay. Sure. Let's go. But, uh, but it's outside the ship. Oh. Oh. I don't love going outside the ship. I know. But uh, it'll be fun. We're going on a, a little adventure. If you say so. It ki- it's clearly nervous. But it follows you. So you lead a Thorzen up the stairs towards the main deck of the ship. And as you've seen before, Thorzen does not love going outside. Uh, as soon as it steps out of the shadow, you can see the purple fire around it and the kind of menace it has in the below decks uh, immediately is stripped away. And it's it just looks kind of scared uh, and its knees knobble like its knobbled knees wobble a little bit, uh, and uh, it retreats a little back into the shadow cast by the captain's quarters behind it. You really don't like it outside, huh? I'm not a fan. It's pretty bad out there. Could I, like, toss a blanket over you or something? Carry you? What's a blanket? Like a, a sheet? I'm drawing piece of fabric. Fabric. I'm. You're talking in a different tongue, man. If I, uh, if I make it dark, just where you are, you can do that. Yes. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Wait here. I'll go get the darkness. <laughs> I, it kind of looks around <laughs> as if it wants to tell someone, like, you heard about this shit? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> but there's no one. So for I, to talk I go to. and grab my bed sheet. And all I right. come back and I just kind of like, uh, all right, are you ready? Uh, Do you want me to grab the other two ends of the bed sheet? No, I'm just going to kind of haphazardly toss it over him. Blindfold him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Make him into so a sheet I, that's ghost. What I do. Yeah, I, I turn him into a sheet ghost. I toss the sheet over the top. Oh, that is very cute. Uh, yeah, you toss the sheet onto him and it's a, just a little spooky little ghost. Uh, is, that, is that a little better? That's great. A Thorson tries to walk out into the sunlight and it does and then it walks into the wall because um, it's under a big sheet. So uh, yep. at the moment, its direction is not great, but uh, it seems to be pretty excited by this new development. All right, Athorzen, follow the sound of my voice, and uh, I'll lead you off the boat safely, and then you can follow the sound of my voice. All right, it says, uh, and it kind of wanders over in your general direction and runs into, it looks like it's about to walk off the boat, actually. Oh, yeah, I like, can I reflex save? Yep. Or whatever, deck save to grab it? Deck save, for sure. Uh, It's a 25. Holy cats. Yeah, absolutely. You're able to scoop them up off off the ground. 
It's surprisingly light. Maybe like 15 pounds. You know, maybe I'll just carry you a Thorzen. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we make our way back to the top of the mountain. Uh, cool. As you're walking, uh, it asks, do you have like a... Can you... Can you make me see? Uh, Give him little I mean, it's ghost bright out eyes. In if his it's just my eyes. All right. Yeah, sure. I uh, I pull out, I guess, my sword and, yeah, and it's a pull, out a little, pull out a little pinch of fabric and cut a couple of circles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You cut a couple little ghosty eye holes in your sheet. And you can see Sweet. its bright purple eyes kind of poking out. Uh, and, Is that uh, better? holy cow this is great did you uh you want to walk no i like being carried <laughs> uh, okay all right it's suddenly adorable <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah you're able to carry him back to the mountain uh it's actually a little bit of a hike carrying this thing make me a uh what athletics check with advantage i am ruling well today that was a it was a 17 Nice. This is a good day for you to roll well. Yeah, you're able to make it back to the top of the island. Uh, and you uh, can see Gramps and Gramps uh, nods approvingly as you approach with a Thorzen in your arms in this little bundle. So uh, this is a nightgast from our boat. A little rough around the edges. Yeah, looks to be a little, little oh, kind of little. Af- afraid of the light. Yeah, this little boy seems like it's had a, a pretty rough go of it. All right, well, you've done number two, so that's uh, two steps down. <laughs> How many steps are there exactly? Uh, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six steps. Six steps, six elements. That does make sense. All right, I guess that makes sense. So next step, uh, and uh, at this he hands you your book, uh, and you can leaf through and read that the next step is to perform the ritual of binding. So All right. once the, uh, the, the book reads, once you've placed your elemental in the center of the uh, hexagram, first uh, you must walk yourself into the hexagram and then bow. I do that, and uh, I leave the little ghosty sheet on top of him because I don't want to freak him out. Nice. Uh, Then in the next step, it says, uh, now uh, the elemental will take on its most violent form uh, and you must best it in single combat. Roll initiative. The little ghosty ghosty elemental in the center of the hexagram uh, grows four times in size. uh, And what was delightful under a little ghost sheet uh, becomes a massive many-armed nightgast with a pair of, like, uh, shrieking bone wings uh, and uh, many more than two eyes. Oh, should I read out my haikus, by the way? Oh, yes. Okay, so I have a I have a two-part haiku, one for Flax and one for the night gas when we're trying to get them off the boat. Uh, the first one, fire, water, air, the will of the elements breeds bone, sand, and star. And then the second haiku, Flax and the half-orc, elemental charisma, fear not, a Thorzen. Aw, nice. that's nice. That's very nice. So, Athorzen certainly is fearing not. Um, Flaxen, what was your initiative? I rolled a 23. Nice, you go first. Athorzen gets a 6. You mean I gotta attack it? 
Oh, yeah. Did I not? Yeah, you should have read about that before you walked in there. Also, heads up, you cannot leave the hexagram or uh, Authorism will stay like that forever. So make sure to stay inside that 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 little ring. Uh, but if I kill him, then oh no, go just away? best him. If, if you kill him, he'll just be returned to his natural state. Just best him. Just gotta best him. Alright, I pull out the old scimitar and attempt to best him. Great. I pull out my axe just in case things go south. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, attack roll here is a hot damn. 22? That'll certainly hit. Um, that's uh, Is that a sneak attack? It's probably not a sneak attack. Don't you have sneak attack when you're next to it and no one else is? Oh, yeah, I have that because I'm a piratey pirate. Yeah. Ah, very nice. A piratey pirate as opposed to an unpiratey pirate. Yes. So that is, that's 18 damage. Eight, holy cow. Uh, yeah, yeah With uh, uh, Can you describe your attack for me? Um, so I just pull out the scimitar and uh, I kind of slash right at the haunch because I assume that's about head height for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you uh, cut through the haunch of this beast, uh, you can see as its reaction, its wing moves to slash you um, with a 15. Well, that meets my armor class. So f- if I've learned anything about D&D, that means it hits me. It does. Uh, all right. You take 10 points of damage uh, as it hits you in the gut. Oof. I lean over to Rhythm and I, I say... I felt that right in the gut. Ungulates hate getting slashed in the haunch. <laughs> she looks Are you over sure this to thing's you. an ungulate? <laughs> what is an ungulate? An she ungulate. looks over to you and says, what is an ungulate? <laughs> an ungulate's any beast with hooves. Yeah, like gazelles, horses, Oh, that's cows. a fun word to know. Giraffes. I, I like the idea were... that this conversation is happening at two places at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> you're having this with rhythm. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, you get stabbed with its wing. Uh, then it opens up its mouth and you can see it now has two mouths um, and they both like unhinge at the same time. Uh, one of them shrieks. It's a classic uh, night gas shriek. And you have to make me a con save. That's a 10. All right, you are stunned. Uh, and then once it, with its second mouth, uh, it uh, tries to bite you. Uh, and it certainly does, uh, dealing a single point of damage and reducing all damage you deal this combat by one. All right. Uh, next, it's your turn, and you're stunned. So it goes again. Uh, it uh, stomps back and forth. You can see that it is contained to standing inside this hexagram, uh, which is pretty awkward mm. for it because uh, it wants to be moving. Uh, so it, it tries to run left and right, but it seems to be smashing up against invisible walls. Um, so in a fury, it throws itself uh, at the wall in front of you uh, and uh, it cannot escape. Um, it's your turn again. All right. Uh, at this point, I'm going to take out my my scimitar and kind of like hold it up at shoulder height and just try to run along the bottom and slash a big gash in it. Ooh, nice. Make me an attack roll. 24. That'll absolutely hit. For nine damage. Nine damage. I had to subtract one. 
Uh, all right. It looks pretty injured, and it tries to swing its wing around to stab you again, but it stabs just where you were standing. And as you run to the other side underneath it, uh, you pop out on the other side of this night ghast, uh, and you are unharmed. It is now its turn, uh, and unable to turn its whole body around, uh, it simply turns its torso around uh, 180 degrees, and uh, it uh, lunges down to bite you with both of its mouths with a... 22 and a 9. One of those definitely hits. And it deals a point of damage and reduces all damage you deal this combat by 2 additional, so a total of 3. Alright. I want to try to, like, what shape is a night gas? Uh, is, well, it still, is it still an ungulate? So it's still an ungulate. Uh, it's just this thing, it seems to have grown a lot, and it's almost mm. a little like centaurish in that its head has like grown a big torso. It doesn't have arms, though. Uh, it just has this pair of giant wings that are big bone wings. So I'm going to try to scale it. Nice. I'm going to get up on the back of it and plunge my uh, scimitar into its centauri back. Very nice. Give me an athletics check. 15 15 you're able to scale up the the back right leg um hand over hand uh it hurts uh you take a point of fire damage just by going up the outside of it because it it, it has fiery now yeah it's it's not even fire it's a point of necrotic damage for sure Um, that that purple fire that's outside of it um but yeah you climb hand over hand a shadow of the colossus style uh leaping up onto its back uh, and it gives you a great vantage point to have advantage on your attack here. Sweet. Oh, yes. That's a 22 again. 22. That's absolutely a hit. Oh, yeah. 16 damage. 16 damage. Uh, with 16, you plunge your scimitar into its centauri back, uh, and it lets out a shriek. Uh, those of you on the boat can hear this shriek, uh, and if you see out of the windows on the boat, if you're looking out of them, you could see a great, like, jet of purple energy fly up off of this island um, as the uh, uh, all of this energy is expelled from the back of the nightgast. Uh, and the nightgast uh, crumbles to the ground. It looks like one good hit will finish this thing off, but uh, it's not quite done yet, but it is a stunt. Well, all sounds right. like Flaxen's about to die. <laughs> I, uh, I do a little flourish and I plunge the sword down into it. Nice. You have advantage on this one again since it's stunned. Uh, that's a 18. That'll hit. Eight damage. And that is enough to finish this one off. Uh, yeah. As you do, the last of the purple light leaves its body, and uh, you're left with your sword stuck in the ground to your right uh, as the terrified little night ghast uh, now sits, uh, sheet thrown off to the side, um, sitting in the center of this circle. Um, and as you look into its eyes... Just like you saw an invisible chain tying Becky to Virgil, so too do you see uh, something shimmering, invisible, inside its eyes. Hmm. Behind you, you can hear faintly, um, almost as if it's muffled by a good audio mixer, uh, the uh, sounds of Gramps. Uh, I was just listening to a lot of stuff about Mad Max's sound design. So uh, cool. the uh, <laughs> you can hear Gramps uh, uh, saying very muffled. So the fourth step is uh, to read the story of the elemental. Put your hand upon its shoulder and learn who it is. Is it back in its normal size form? 
It is. Yes. Yep. I uh, I walk up to it and I like, crouch down, look into its eyes, and put my hand on its shoulder. Very nice. As you do, it's almost as if the world outside the hexagram begins to change. A Thorzen was born from the mind of a mad mage hundreds of years ago in the ancient dark. A weather mage with streaks of fire in her hair who thought the whole world should drown in endless rain. It was not the most comfortable place to be born. The first time a Thorzen saw the burning fire of daylight was torture. The mage had long since been subdued and forgotten. The mage's ruined hideout had crumbled into the sun. A Thorzen sat caged, exposed to sunlight for a maddening amount of time. It was this way for an uncountable amount of time until a wayward explorer with hands like paper and a hat covered in pins led him free. A Thorzen bit him in a panic and ran to the nearest escape. Sadly, his next home was not much better. A new elementalist bound him and used him to terrify the slaves of, on their ship into submission. They were cruel years, but Thorzen liked the ship. She told bad jokes. Thorzen bounced from ship to ship for a long time before getting bound into the service of a cruel, cruel child. Even the natural charisma of an elementalist couldn't cloak his base vileness. It wasn't long before that child became an adult on the wrong side of the law, and Thorzen fell a little in love with him. Just a little. But it was enough that when he died, Thorzen wept fiercely and with great pain. He ran, then. He ran until he found someplace dark, and he cowered there for weeks, months, years. With time, he learned this dark place was a sleeping ship. It gave him time to recover in silence and calm. But he was still hurt and missed others, their hats covered in pins and bad jokes and cruelty. The whole lot of it. And then, well, then the How Am I Feeling was named and all this shit happened. You can see, Flaxen, it has all been a little much for this poor ghast to take in. I look at the ghast. I look at a Thorzen and say, We'll treat you right on this ship. You can guarantee it. It keeps its eyes locked with you. Uh, and uh, you don't even need, at this point, Gramps to tell you the final two steps. The fifth is to tie your hands together to, to place the shackles upon the elemental uh, and see the the invisible shackles that are placed upon yours as well. That unbreakable tether. And then, finally, to say to it its true name. Which is a Thorzen. Unless I get to rename it. <laughs> In which case, Ishmael. Uh, I would like to remind everybody that this podcast is best listened to with speakers very loudly. And, uh, all right. Does everybody have their speakers turned up? Yep. <laughs> Alexa, sing happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like to name this nightgast audible.com, the world's leading provider in audiobooks. No, I like the name of Thorson, so even if I can change it, I'm not gonna. Uh, yes, you speak to it, a Thorson. Uh, and do you place the shackles that you were given by Windsor upon it? I do. And you do. And then, all that is said and done, make me an elementalist check. 
Okie doke. 24. And with a 24, you see the invisible chains bind the two of you. Uh, and a Thorzen, out of his little ghost cloak, uh, walks over to you and places its head upon your knee. Give him a little scritch behind the ears. Failsafe Banks, Western Branch, and Arcade Fun Experience. What did I call it? Arcane Fun Center? Uh, Arcade Fun, fun Center. Center. Yeah. Uh, sits in front of you. Your ship uh, has uh, taken the right course. It's probably it's evening time now. Uh, the sun is setting behind you. And uh, the fog is visible but distant. Uh, and uh, it, it's honestly a pretty nice little town. It's a little bigger than Modotter Harbor, uh, but it looks to be much better defended. Uh, and there is a single point of entry onto this town on this island. Uh, it is a pair of sea gates, uh, and atop them you can see that there are a number of beefy-looking elementals uh, that are all walking back and forth, uh, clearly uh, keeping anyone from visiting the uh, arcade and the bank. Unless they're an elementalist, of course. Where are, y- are all y'all as you approach? Um, how does a Thorzen respond to being in the sunlight now that he's bound? Is it just as bad for him? It seems, though, at least your uh, your conversation with him, uh, he seems to be more comfortable uh, while on the ship. Um, it seems like there's clearly some past trauma of him and sunlight. Um, so it's clearly he is more comfortable in the shade. Uh, but it okay. seems like when requested, he will come out for you and for you only. Uh, I we We use the sheet. No. <laughs> Goes Excellent. To um, uh, so there's like a front gate or something, yeah? Yep, Is that right? a big sea gate. So I'm going to guess we're all behind you, Flaxen, as we're approaching yeah. this gate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could have just put shackles on one of you guys and pretended. Would you have preferred to have done that? <laughs> I don't think first. any of us look a lot like an elemental. Like <laughs> she looks over at uh, Avalon and pokes him. Like you got, you got sand in your bones or something. No, the best I can do is sort of put fire in my hands, and I summon fire in both my hands, and then snuff it. But See, that's that could have worked, it. maybe. Anyway, <laughs> what's done is done. What did you not want to <laughs> do it? Uh, well, it was just kind of dangerous i'm sitting around three hp if i were to put a number to my health you okay <laughs> mm, i like doing I'll that i'll be fine <laughs> yeah has it been long enough for us to like rest short rest probably i would have assumed that i healed him uh, you it will have long enough for you to short rest for sure if you want to use your hit dice okay. you can okay yeah because yeah, some of us got hit in the face dice. by a log <laughs> So I lead the way. We go to the gates. All right. These giant sea gates made out of big, like, wrought iron swinging. When you say sea gates, do we take the boat to it? Yes. So the boat oh. approaches the gates. Um, the boat stands at the entrance to this little harbor. 
Uh, and uh, the island isn't huge. It's smaller than Motor Island, but the city is bigger. The city basically covers the island, and it's walled around the other sides of the island. So you approach the only entrance uh, by the sea gates. And uh, with you at the front, Flaxen, you can spy the two elementals that are leaning over the top of the sea gates. Uh, looking down at you, and one of them rises up from the water in front of you. It's a big mermaid, uh, and she rises out of the water halfway and uh, and raises up a trident and says, Oi! Hello. We uh, seek entrance to your island. We didn't receive communication that any uh, ships of this caliber were this far west. Okay. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> no explanation. Just yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Let me try that again. Who are you, and what are you doing here? Well, my name is Flaxen, and uh, here to party. <laughs> what? <laughs> Make me a deception roll. That's on Flaxen's business card. Hey, Flaxen that's room, a nat twenty. What? <laughs> Say that again. It's a nat 20. Nat 20. Uh, At that, uh, the mermaid's face lights up in a grin, and she says, I like the cut of your jib, Flaxen. Uh, Arcade is open 24 (laughs) hours a day. Uh, You pick up tokens off to the left. I would recommend the pizza. It's greasy and bad, but one out of every 200 has a free plastic toy inside. (gasps) 200 slices or 200 whole pies? (laughs) Thorson, <laughs> have you ever had pizza? Uh, no. It's Mostly pretty I much just what the rats eat. The rats eat so, pizza? I like rats. I mean, I've, I've seen it. Pizza rat. I'll eat an entire pizza rat. pizza rat. I hope he becomes like a ninja turtle and just loves pizza all the time. <laughs> and rats. <laughs> That's Wait his character. They <laughs> do love rats and the ninja turtles, I guess. Not eating them, though, I no, think. No, no, just if I remember correctly. Can we go inside this place? <laughs> yeah. The doors swing open, and uh, you guys are let inside as uh, it seems uh, the, the mermaid quickly waves her trident, uh, and the, uh, uh, the, the guards up top let you pass with your net 20. Uh, the <laughs> ships- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sound more enthusiastic about that Nat 20. <laughs> oh, no, it's very good. So, okay, so your ship approaches the uh, interior. It's honestly very Vegasy. There's lots of bright lights, um, yeah. but like discount Vegas, like Florida Vegas. Um, Vegas <laughs> is discount Vegas, speaking as somebody who is recently there. Yeah, it's even cheaper than that, and it's way more in a jungle. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the... Uh, uh, the main attractions are, of course, off to the left. Um, there is the arcade f- and fun center, uh, including, you know, go karts and a tilt a whirl bumper cars. And then over on the right, uh, is the bank. Um, and, uh, the two stands in unified branding and design, but in stark opposition to the people that are visiting them. I see all these lights and stuff, and I gasp, and I turn to Avalon, and I say, gotta play the arcade games, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna stop by the bank first to see if I can access Get us some tokens? Oh, well, that too. Uh, uh, Boring. Yeah, I'm not gonna wait for you. Come find me at the arcade. Yeah, I'll meet you later. I'm feeling lucky. Later. Oh, yeah, Virgil. 
as you do, uh, one of you, all of you make me a perception check. Oh, boy. One of oh you, boy. all of you. Uh, Nat 20, baby. <laughs> Five. <laughs> 21. With your nat 20, baby, uh, you spy uh, a pair, one of them quite drunk, uh, the other clearly married to him and not being happy about it, uh, (laughs) of cross-triangular sea watch patrolsmen uh, who are running over towards you. Uh, and one of them is holding a sheet of paper. Uh, the drunk one goes on incoherently, but the other one says, you five are under arrest for escaping the prison at the end of the world. Uh, come with me to the cell. Come on. I want to go to the arcade. Hey, uh, security, this guy doesn't have an elemental with him. I uh, yell. <laughs> These guys are security, aren't they? <laughs> no, they're cops. Uh, we're cops. And I'm an elemental, says uh, the one that's married uh, the, to the other one. They're both married. Uh, and uh, you can see that <laughs> Are they? Um, it's uh, w- running over towards you. You can see that it's uh, uh, clearly a, a mermaid. Ah, oh, shit. Running? How's it running? It's uh, a good question. Uh, it's not running so much as... Uh, Flopping? It's like up on its tail and kind of sliding? It's, yeah, like it's, maybe it's got some Mike? crutches and it's kind of doing a stilt walk. <laughs> oh, so it's super not coordinated. No, like. and it's very drunk. So the two of them are a pair. Um, but the other one, who's clearly got it all together uh, and has won a lot of tickets, uh, says, uh, we received word that some people broke out uh, and uh, we have a warrant for your arrest. Me? Rax and Flone's arrest? No, Flax and Roan. She holds up a piece of paper and shows it to you. It has your face on it. Uh. <laughs> well all right, all right. so Wait, the thing are, is are we, uh, we're, we're not doing this yeah we're not we're not going back for a whole handful of reasons mostly including uh it's not there anymore i've heard that one before <laughs> Did you take them back? What happened to them? Um, I hadn't actually heard that before. I just wanted to sound cool. Well, it's true. Uh, Rhythm now turns to the rest of you and impatient says, we have a way out of this. Who has the paper? We're not at the Western Watchtower yet. It doesn't yeah, matter if the Western Watchtower. Oh, really? I thought it was Western Watchtower only. I mean, it's a message from Detectives Flute and Doozy. Virgil? Um, look, I think there's been some kind of misunderstanding. We may have had our run-ins with you lot before, but we are free citizens to come and go as we please. I see, think you'll you'll find on this, um, I know I got it somewhere. Oh, <laughs> Rhythm looks at you with daggers coming out of her eyes as she's like, I cannot stand this. Uh, oh, hang on a second. I pull off my boot and I hand over a slightly damp piece of parchment. <laughs> All right. He looks up to you and says, no, I, I don't want to buy any perfume. 
Oh, shit, other boot, other boot. (laughs) (laughs) And I hand over the other piece of paper that has an odor about it. Oh, it does. Mm. Uh, And uh, Is it perfume? She reads through the thing, uh, and her face sinks uh, when she looks to the end and sees that it's an official document granting you pardon by Detectives Flute and Doozy. And she says, oh... My apologies. So we'll be on our way. That's an official document. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I'm sorry. And then the mermaid staggers over and says, I'm still arresting you. And then she <laughs> falls asleep at your feet, Virgil. <laughs> I pluck a couple uh, scales off of its back. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Are you doing this surreptitiously or vindictively? <laughs> uh, casually. Yes. You could do casually. it both. Casually, then make me a sleight of hand check. Casually. Like you do. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> you reach down to uh, this mermaid's back uh, and you yank off a couple of of her flesh uh, and <laughs> the, uh, you know, her scales, that's her, that's bits of her, it's like you tore out someone's hair. Uh, and in this fantastic power play, uh, the patrols woman in front of you, um, she just kind of uh, stares you dead in the eyes, a little scared at what you're doing uh, and watches you do it. And you were able to pull 2d4 <laughs> scales off of the mermaid's back. <laughs> yeah, what you gonna do about it? Wow! <laughs> Four scales. Nice. That's still not as many as we need, but it's close. It'll save us some money. Um, I I just go ahead and take those from you and kind of wipe the blood off of them. Uh. I sidestep off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I leave. <laughs> All right, uh, so l- let's just do a little roundabout. What are the five of you doing? And we can go maybe one by one and see what are you doing here in this place. Hell yeah, I'm so excited. I go to the food court with Thorzen and I ask them what their best bone elemental food is. Uh, they, one of them who's a little snarky new kid on the job says, bone elementals are just like people. They can eat whatever the fuck they want. And then my bone uh, elemental likes rats. His manager says, Dennis, do not speak to people that way. We have an excellent selection of uh, pizzas and uh, pizza. We're a pizza only restaurant. So (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's about it. But I'd say you're going to try some pizza today. Supreme deluxe is pretty good. It's kind of like a rat in that it's got, meat <laughs> let's give it a shot uh I'll, I'll order one medium supreme deluxe uh pizza nice uh it's uh like a full pizza yes great uh yeah it's pretty big uh it costs you six gold pieces um can we just have said somebody gave me some gold pieces because i'm running a little in the negatives. Would you have thought to ask for gold pieces? I did ask for tokens and stuff before we split up, but we might have gotten a little sidetracked. I well, probably... they give you the pizza before you pay because it's a restaurant and they're classy. So they do oh, okay. serve you the Supreme Deluxe pizza. Can you roll me a D percentile to see if you get a plastic figurine inside? A percentile? <laughs> Hell yeah. 
So I rolled a 65. I'm assuming that's not a winning ticket. Uh, unfortunately, no. The correct number was 69. Nice. Hey. Nice. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, so you don't get your prize so inside. I've never had pizza, and a Thorzen's never had pizza. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about it. It's a lot of flavors mixed into one. So to the it's audience, really greasy. To the audience, this is maybe the worst pizza that you've had audience member uh to the individuals on screen it's a pretty good snack it's cheese and <laughs> sauce on bread like mm-hmm. ugh, that's a good it's kind of honestly a great restaurant a, five out of five stars of Yelp flavor review. explosion mm-hmm. how does a thorzen see goblin it down a thorzen fucking loves this thing a thorzen could probably oh, yeah. eat 30 of these <laughs> i have a deer that is addicted to pizza <laughs> that is all i've ever wanted in life <laughs> pizza deer pizza deer oh uh, yeah so yeah there's a, a a number of other elementalists are kind of walking around and they they pay you some compliments for uh a thorzen um as kind of a, a particularly niche but cool elemental it appears night guests aren't super common to this part of the world they're much more from the from the farther east so uh they're a they're a rarity and a couple people ask you questions about the binding and how how you did it and what's your secret and etc Mm, I tell every one of them a different story. Amazing. <laughs> Just practicing my uh, my deception. Athorzen kind of picks up on this and immediately really uh, appreciates your knack for lying. <laughs> uh, okay. What else? What are the rest of you doing? Um, well, I'm going into the failsafe bank branch as this is one of the banks in which I have an account. Um, so I just want to check to see if I can withdraw. All right. Yeah. You enter the main area of the bank. It's a beautiful lobby, all marble. <sighs> I say beautiful. It's pretty gaudy. Um, it's what other, it's what other members of the party would call beautiful. But for you, you can tell this is a lot of, you know, cheap facades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, as you approach the main teller, uh, the line is not long. It's evening on a Thursday, uh, and it seems like it'll be closing soon. So uh, you approach the teller, and the teller uh, waves you up. Yes, I'd like to make a withdrawal. Um, my name is Avalon Veristinia. At this, her eyes kind of go wide. Veristinia? Yes. Um, might I ask which side you're withdrawing for? Which side I'm withdrawing for? Uh, yeah, for the, for the Veristinia Civil War? Oh, oh for <laughs> the, could you quickly explain to me which, which of the, which, what the positions of those two sides are as you understand them, just so I don't give you the wrong answer. All I know is that I've been given firm instructions to not allow uh, funds to be given to one of the sides and to report those individuals to the appropriate authorities. So I'm sure that you are for the right side. And if you could just tell me which side you're going to withdraw for, I will make sure to get that to you and let them know that you've withdrawn it. I sort of mutter under my breath and go the side that isn't the lunaroids 
Oh my God! Thank goodness. Uh, you can see uh, the Ooh. bank teller takes the uh, the hairband out of her hair and tosses it behind her. You can actually see the behind the bank stall. It's all water. Um, it looks like the it's all mermaids that work at the back of this bank, uh, and so it's just like flooded up until the the line. And so she her hairband like lands with a plunk uh, in the water behind her. Uh yeah. So how much are you gonna withdraw? Um, could I, could I get a check on the status of my account? Oh, Just yeah. How much do it I have is... in there? She kind of looks up and says, okay, I'm going to need to do some math. Give me a sec. Uh, and she spends, uh, more than a little time tabulating things. And she says, well, are you talking about the safety deposit box or the checking account or just the savings just account? The checking, just the checking account right now. Okay. Man, if I, 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 I like have my head in one of my hands, just leaning on the counter. I am so bored. <laughs> uh, and she says, well, you're going to run into the max withdrawal per day limit, but I could guarantee that you could uh, withdraw. I think your your total account is 200,000, but we have a account withdrawal limit of 18,000 gold from checking accounts per day. Um. Oh, yeah. I, I just need around uh, 4,000 gold. Oh, yeah. Well, should have told me. That's easy. Oh, thank you then. Uh, and she has you uh, go through uh, all of the classic uh, biometric, biomagical scans um, as she takes you through the back room uh, and their magicians perform their, perform their circles of truths and series of security questions um, and blood samples, etc., uh, to ensure that you are you. And uh, with that, they hand you a sack full of 4,000 gold a couple hours later. Wow, that is phenomenal. Uh, my plan is to go go find um, first the alchemical reagents mm-hmm. that we need. Just yep. grab those. Uh, and then if I have time to go find just any clothing for my upper body that isn't <laughs> uh, uh, uh-huh. just a tourist t-shirt, I'm thinking maybe there's some sort of like, I don't know, like fun jacket or something i could throw over it just just something so i'm not mm-hmm. wearing just a crunch bite shirt at all times <laughs> oh yeah you could have a crunch bite shirt with like a suit jacket over it yeah that would be better frankly yeah cool uh yeah well to tie out your piece i'll say yes uh you have enough time to go visit the apothecary uh, and purchase whatever alchemical reagents you need um you just okay. tell me what all you're trying to buy and i'll tell you how much it costs I might as well just get like 10 of each of mermaid scales and silf hair. Okay. Uh, yeah. Each of those seems to cost around 30 gold a piece. Uh, so that would be 600 gold. Okay. Yeah. I have that now. So I go ahead and just fork over the gold and that's that. And yeah, you're also able to visit the, they point you to the hotel tailor um, to get you something uh, and they're able to like scrounge up something they apparently keep a couple of these to sell to people it's ludicrously expensive to buy like a suit jacket uh, and you have to buy it with the suit pants as well but uh and a pair of socks and the little hanger thing but they iron it for you which is nice yeah. well that's that is nice of them uh-huh and they'll charge you uh 250 gold for it oh that's fine um yeah i i fork over that as well and then i guess i go find the others but that can happen at the end yes. of their thing can i go Great. next yeah yeah go for it i had a feeling i had a feeling that Avalyn would be headed to the tailor 
and I'm waiting for him outside when he leaves. <laughs> and I confront him as he l- comes out the door, and I say, Avalyn, you and me need uh-huh. to have a sit down. Oh, uh, what about? Is there a cafe nearby? God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know who I was expecting to answer. Uh, but yes, uh, there, I guess there's like a, there's the hotel bar. Um, yeah, so. go to a bar. It's a classy Vegas place. All right. Mm-hmm. I go to the bar and I lead Evelyn inside and I order a Mai Tai. What will you be classic having? Virtual it's drink. on me. Uh, Two Mai I- Tais. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a mermaid swims over from the wet bar behind you and sets down a couple of Mai Tais. Now look here. I didn't ask to be made the captain, and I sure as heck don't know how to do it. But y'all put me in this spot, so I'm going to do my best. Now, you done near killed three of this crew, including myself. And I don't know what to do about it. I know you're trying but you got to help me out. What's the answer? Well, honestly, I think the answer might be Flaxen. Because the the last time I was in Rage, uh, Flaxen did something that for a split second made me pause. And I remember him saying, stop. So, I'm guessing that has something to do with him becoming an elementalist. He might be able to communicate with the Phoenix. All right. I like that there's something to work on because I feel like I'm running out of options and you're no one's getting more valuable in a skirmish than you, but there seem to be some drawbacks as well. So you got to yeah, promise tell me, me about it. You got to promise me you're, you're going to work real close with Flaxen to get this thing under control or else we may have to we may have to do something a little more drastic yeah that makes sense i want to get control of this thing as much as you want me to so i sort of stressfully down my drink all right now i'm gonna go gamble (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. Uh, roll me a d20. And how much, how how risky are you playing? Oh, wait, okay, hold on. This is a scene, because I'm at the slots. I'm already gambling. Oh, great, 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 great. <laughs> um, when you come to gamble, I, I turn around from the table that I'm at. I've got a drink. Uh, I've got, like, scotch in my hands, and I'm already drunk. And I turn around, and I see you, and I go, Virgil! Hey. Virgil, I'm so hot at this table. you got to join me. All right, what's the game? Blackjack, my dude. Hey, <laughs> hit me. To my ties. <laughs> <laughs> I did not follow you here, so you are ordering two my ties for yourself. I am well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now I'm fine with rolling to gamble. Excellent. The mermaid dealer behind the table uh, immediately whap, 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 flips out the cards. Uh, and both of you roll me a d20. Uh, 19 for me. 14 for me. Nice. Uh, yeah, both of you, how much are, well, how expensive is this table? Uh, uh, I bet one gold piece, because that's literally all I have in my inventory. Amazing. Y- you only uh, have one gold? Yes. 
very I nice. Haven't, I haven't had to buy anything yet. You guys have yeah. bought everything. <laughs> this is the this is the penny blackjack table, basically. So it's the one gold <laughs> table. Uh, you uh, you've like won your way up and down, back down to one gold at this point, uh, having played. So you double your money. You're at two gold, uh, and you also Woo! are at two gold, Virgil. Well, after my third my tie, I start playing with the crew's money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked for some of that. <laughs> I slide it over. I think we had yeah. like twenty-seven gold pieces last oh, time. Heck I wrote yeah, I something bet down. Five. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. So both of you can put fifteen gold down, uh, and uh, and roll me a d twenty. Basically, I'm, this is a fifty-fifty. So if you get above an eleven, you're good. Sixteen. Four. Oh, four. <laughs> uh, all right, Virgil, you lose all your 15, but you double yours. Uh, and so you have 30, uh, Ishmael. I'm sweet. I'm like delighted by this. I've never been to any place like this before. So I, I win this money and I just throw up my arms and go, yeah, like one of those unclassy drunk people at the casino. Oh, yeah. Another round, says the bar- the dealer. At this point, I'm like leaning on my elbow and I'm like... A kind of a mess, but I say, yeah, totally. All right, roll me a d20. <laughs> we don't need to keep playing this out. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one way this ends. <laughs> 16. <laughs> all right, you double it to 60 gold. Uh, you're beginning to gather a little bit of a crowd now as they're all getting a little hype uh, and uh, and having won this many in a row. Uh, the other f- drunk people are all kind of egging you on. and They're like, one more <laughs> round, one more round. I'm out. I can't handle this heat. I do one more round. I got a 13. Okay. 13. And with that, it becomes 120 gold pieces. Hell uh, yeah. And th- at this point, most of the floor is now kind of like paying attention to you. Um, and you can't notice it. But a couple of security guards are as well kind of nervous. Uh, and yep. now the floor is <laughs> chanting one more round, one oh, more no. round, one more round. How well does Ishmael do under peer pressure? I mean, Ishmael's drunk, so he's just along <laughs> for the fun ride. <laughs> ready for this uh-huh it's a nat one nat one no. uh, and with that you have a uh you get what like a uh 10 uh and then a 10 and then a two uh and you uh oh. lose it all and all of your money uh is taken by the mermaid back uh and you can <laughs> she- see that she's grinning as she like throws it into the fountain that she's sitting in i'm i'm leaning into virgil's shoulder if he's still here like Face palming, like, oh, Virgil, never again. I can't. Uh, <laughs> does heart. that mean that you were sitting at 20 and you said, hit me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling real lucky. <laughs> Sometimes the bar gets you. <laughs> you can cut to Rowan now. All right, Rowan, what are you up to? Rowan was going to find Ishmael to have the talk but notices that like by the time Rowan walks over he's super drunk and there's a crowd and he just so Rowan just ends up kind of like watching from the side like disapprovingly but not stopping it and Uh. internally thinking oh thank goodness that both like the people who actually hold the money in the crew is like probably me and also Avalyn (laughs) but um I guess like as you guys sort of like end your route I kind of like hoist you guys on I kind of like pull you guys out um because hey, i don't rowan. trust you i don't you trust you guys to get back to the under ship. your arms I yeah lost like kind of like all that of it, rowan it was so sad 
Yes, I I saw. I oh, saw. Oh no, Let's, you saw. Oh, yeah. don't think bad of me. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so I think bad of everyone. <laughs> I cover Let's, cover my face with my hands. <laughs> all right, Truncos. Let's get you back to the ship. <laughs> Rowan, Rowan. Yeah. You're you're a good man. You know that. You're a good you're, man. You take care of us all, Rowan. I don't know how you do it. We're gonna we're gonna get you last week back. I promise you that. We're we're gonna die without you, Rowan. We're gonna yes, die you. without you. <laughs> We need your bird. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I get, I get uh, increasingly more embarrassed. Like my my face flushes, but I don't say anything, and I keep dragging you guys out. <laughs> As you're walking back towards the ship, uh, you can see that um, at the restaurant by the docks, you can see, and it's saying a lot for her, but Rhythm is maybe on the worst date of her life. Oh, no. Well, Rowan, I mean, not Rowan. Rhythm. She's had a couple of pretty bad ones. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, but this one's bad. Like, this one's just emotionally, physically devastating. Uh, And uh, you can see that the person who she's trying to have a conversation with and really doing all of the emotional work uh, is just the (laughs) biggest dickhead in the world um and uh it's 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 one of the mermaids uh and you can see that rhythm is near tears uh also a little more than a little drunk uh but uh she's in your path as you walk back to the boat oh uh in rowan's path yes okay with my darn actually i i thought my strength was better but it isn't i was gonna be like drag i was gonna like fish uh fish rhythm out of that situation as well but i'm not strong enough so i just like i don't know i tie a rope physically dragger (laughs) yeah i tie a rope around everyone's like hands like you know like when uh kindergarten teachers like take the kids out on walks and all the kids have to hold on to the rope that's basically what i do with rhythm ishmael and uh virgil i'm like all right kids so good at tying knots (laughs) Yeah, I'm really I'm good, at tying knots. This good at knots. <laughs> Follow How me. How to deal kids. with a group of drunk people? I'm Don't let go of the rope. Knots. I don't think I'm ever gonna tie the knot. No, man, none of us oh, can tie knots no. like Rowan can. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, good. Good. I'm gonna be alone forever. I'm suspending you from dating for three weeks. <laughs> you no can suspend no me. knots for anyone. Anything. As you guys are like drunkly rambling and making a scene, I'm pulling my hat over my eyes like, please, no one look at me right now. I don't know any of these people. I'm actually a jailer. I'm leading these people into a jail. (laughs) But yeah, I I, I try my best to lead them back to the ship. Uh, Yeah, and you are able to. Uh, And with that, the rest of you are able to return to your ship uh, before the sun sets. And and you probably have uh, an hour or two. This was all before the sun sets. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just hitting me how unclassy that was of me. To yeah. Do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, is there anything anyone else wants to do before we wrap up this ep? Um, on the way back to the boat, I would have liked to have uh just sort of acquired some uh some liquor supplies uh for the boat. Um, because we don't have that. We have food, but we don't have liquor. So, uh, I, I want to, I want to do that. And so when everyone gets back to the boat, I'm just sitting in the mess, sipping a martini. Oh, dude. As soon as I see that, I like attempt to get out of the rope that I'm tied in. 
Because I want to sit at this table. Oh, yeah. The party continues back on the ship for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The boat gets involved. Uh, It does some shots. How is that possible? It can't drink. It doesn't do shots. I was going to say, do we put the shots in the furnace? (laughs) Not a good (laughs) idea. Do not do that. (laughs) Flaxen, is there anything else you're going to do before? Guys? (laughs) Guys? Hello? Anybody have six gold? Hello? Six gold, please. Sorry, I'm all out. Um, Anybody? I, one gold? Why do, you have, why do you need six gold? I'll tell you why, says uh, one of the two cops that are escorting you back to the ship. <laughs> I'll tell you why, because this uh, Dine and Dasher uh, thought that they could get away with uh, a Supreme Deluxe without paying. Oh, for... I used to have six gold. Six gold pieces? That's it? Do you take Electrum? I ran out of gold. I, I, uh, I, I say, uh, officers, um, uh, if I- Don't call me, don't call me officer. Call me your friend, says the drunk one. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same two officers as earlier, obviously. Oh, geez. Um, look, uh, if I give you what, uh, he owes- uh, and you take it back to the to, to the shop. Is that is that going to settle this? I think that only one thing is going to settle this. And then she looks to the other to the mermaid cop, and then they look back at you, and then they say, "This is a drinking contest." I what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. I frown at this. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> If you want to have the drinking contest, you come up on the boat, and we are leaving this place. I, like, rub my hands on Avalon's shoulders like a wrestling coach does. I'm like, you got this, man. You got this. Yeah, well, unlike most of the people here, I'm stone-cold sober, so that's actually fine. the best drinker I've ever seen. Uh, All right. This is a post-con saves. Uh, So starting off with a DC-8 with a pretty wimpy uh, elvish wine. All right. Uh, yep, that's a 12. She succeeds as well. Uh, people are also beginning to pour more drinks. There's a couple other folks that you don't know that are stepping up onto the ship. Uh, and it seems <laughs> the party's just kind of kicking off here. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, it seems like some of them followed you from the casino. Uh, it's just a good time. And the uh, they pour next, we'll say, uh, is just a... Oh, classic gnomish mead. Ew. <laughs> All right. DC uh, 10. DC 10. That's 14. That's a success for both of you. Uh, next up uh, would be a uh, delicious uh, lunaroid red. Uh, that I have a moral problem with this, but I suppose... For the sake of Flaxen's Do it for Flaxen. six gold debt. Do it for um, Flaxen. I guess Do it for, he deserves I'll, it. I'll, I will ignore the 3,239 gold sitting in my pocket and just <laughs> go ahead with this uh, drinking contest instead. What is this, DC 12 now? DC 12, yeah. You figured out my puzzle. Oh, right. Wow. Uh, uh, apparently, my moral obligation extended to my stomach because I rolled uh-huh. a nine. Uh, cool. Well, she rolled a seven. So the two of you pass out <laughs> on the table. Uh, and uh, over the next hour, the party continues. Uh, and it's a pretty uh, hog wild time aboard the ship. Um, and uh, everybody uh, gets super turnt.
I, I fish through Evelyn's pockets and pull out a handful of gold. <laughs> Poor guy. Never <laughs> had so that chance. just never happens again. Never had a chance. Can I? Can we call it a D20 of gold? Uh, Go yes, ahead. we can call it a D20. Call it D percentile. We'll use that again. D percentile. All right. 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and as you reach around nice. inside the bag of gold, you also pull out a tiny plastic figurine. What? I don't know this reference. You get from the pizza. You roll the 69. It's the magic number. Oh, nice. <laughs> what? What's it a figurine Wait, of? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a little figurine of uh, a little mermaid. Uh, and when you set it down, it does a little happy dance back and forth. You know what I do oh. with it? I put it in the bottle of sand from Avalon's Island. Oh, nice. I set it on top. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, the... Uh, uh, the whole ship uh, begins to rock back and forth as uh, everyone has a very good time. The end. The end. <laughs> the <Hey>. end. <laughs> I'd like to note that Rowan is straight edge and does not drink, but spends that entire hour trying to get people off the ship. <laughs> 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 and fails. <laughs>